0: Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus, so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in. Well, hello. Hello everyone and a big happy new year to you today. January the 1st, 2023, the start of a brand new year. I love the start of new years. They are a place for me to begin anew, to start fresh. And I know it is just a day. It is just the turn of a calendar. It's just another week. It really doesn't change a whole lot, but it does for me. It's just a place that I've Always seen as a as a fresh start and a new beginning, and I don't know if that's true for you. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But today I want to encourage you with uh, just some words from Jesus to maybe help help give you a place to start new, to start over, or to get some traction in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I know New Year's resolutions are big for people, and most of them are centered around our health and our wellness. We want to lose weight. We want to lose it fast. We want it to come off a lot quicker than it came on. And we get frustrated when it doesn't happen. Gym memberships skyrocket this time of year. They just do. And by the Super Bowl, they shut down. They don't see them anymore because we lose our mind on that day with pizza and wings and all kinds of food. All right? Well, another thing that we see that grows during this time of year is church attendance because people really want to see something good happen in their life. And so they come to church and they're committed. They're going to say, We're going to be here. We're going to serve. We're going to give. We're going to be a part. And generally, it happens, maybe not as fast as as our wellness resolutions, but you kind of see a steady decline after that. And then every January, you see people coming back because it's a place to start fresh. And so let's start fresh today. Let's start fresh with a new series and a message from Jesus that I believe is very powerful. It's very encouraging and transforming. But we have to put some skin in the game. And so the series is called Follow Me. It's based around Luke 9.23, where Jesus is speaking to his disciples and people that were gathered that day. He said, if anybody wants to be my disciple, then they must first deny themselves. Second, they must take up their cross, and this is key, daily, and then come and follow me. And so today, I'm going to read you some of the last words that Jesus spoke while he was present here on the earth. It's found in Matthew chapter 28, and it's known as the Great Commission, And Jesus has died on the cross, been crucified. He's been resurrected. He's been on the earth some 40 days now. And now he's gathered with about 100 plus of his disciples, men and women, and he is speaking to them some of his last words. And why is that significant? Because I believe last words are lasting words. And we pay attention to people's last words. And so these are some of the last words that Jesus spoke to them, catch this, before he ascended into heaven before their very eyes. And they just, he just, after he said these things, he went up into heaven and disappeared into the clouds. And the, and the disciples were like, what? what did we just witness? I mean, every day with Jesus was something spectacular, extraordinary, and it gets even more extraordinary after his resurrection, because he spends 40 days with these people, teaching them, proving to them that he really is alive. He really did conquer death, hell, death. And the grave. And so what we see is a stark difference between in in the lives of the disciples before the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus, and then after. They were pretty tame before, they were radical after. And so the lives of the first disciples redefine risk and they set the standard for sacrifice. Risk is right, and we want to we we take risk here. That's one of the things that I love about our church and our, 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 our people here at Commerce and at Redstone, because we want to take risk because risk is right, and I want to see, see people take steps of faith to grow their faith and to reach people within their community and be followers, disciples of Jesus Christ, and so that we get that from the lives of the first disciples. They redefine risk, and they set the standard for truth sacrifice. By comparison, (laughs) many of our risks seem tame and many of our sacrifices seem rather lame. And I think we need to understand the difference today between a convert and a disciple. A convert is someone who makes a profession of faith, someone who really just makes a a statement, a belief, or, or just acknowledges that they've prayed and received Christ into their life, a convert, someone who has made a decision about Jesus, but that's as far as it goes. They don't take any other action steps, and it doesn't do anything. It's the equivalent somewhat of us writing down New Year's resolutions or saying about our new year, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm making a commitment to this resolution but then never following through with it. The difference between a convert and a disciple is this, a disciple is someone who desperately, desperately seeks to be like Jesus. Paul in 1 Corinthians 11 verse one, he said, imitate me, follow me as I follow the example of Christ. A disciple is someone who desperately seeks to be like Jesus. They make his mission their mission. His values their values. His plans their plans. In other words, they go all in. And they let the life and teaching and spirit of Jesus infuse their life, wherever they are. And so when I kind of give you this this thing that's called the Great Commission. It's very easy, or if we talk about disciples of Jesus, it's very easy for some people to say, well, that pastor is your job. My job is to come, sit, learn, and get from you and then have a better life. Well, that's actually not accurate. What Jesus is speaking here that we read about today is more than a commission for me. It's a commission for people who follow Jesus. No matter their occupation, no matter their uh, place in life, Jesus said, this is for you and for me. And so today we understand that Jesus offers grace without condition, but not without expectation. Jesus offers you grace without condition, but it doesn't come without expectation. And so today, I want you to know what disciples are called to do through something that is known as the Great Commission, a call, a command, a series of commands for every follower, for in every place, in every nation, in every status This is Jesus' call to be a disciple. Number one, Jesus gives us the command to go. He commissions us to go and he uses these words. Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 16, he said the 11, or Paul, Matthew is writing here, he says the 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped. But some doubted. See, even in this moment, people had their doubts. Even after being with Jesus for all of this time, seeing him crucified, seeing him die, seeing him buried, and then three days later, seeing him resurrected, and now being with him some 40 days, it still brought doubt in people's minds. And then Jesus came near, and he said to them, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. The word all is a key word. It's a key word in this entire passage. He uses all authority, all nations, and all things. All authority, all nations, and all things. The key to the word all is what Jesus represents, who Jesus is. He is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world, the Word of God who was and is and is coming again. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And now Jesus is saying, because of of my death, my life, my sacrifice, the resurrection that I have proven to you, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And he's setting the stage for the command, for the commission for the sending of these men and women that are gathered around this place today to commission someone is to send them on purpose to send them on a mission with a specific target and purpose in mind he says go 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 therefore and make disciples of all nations go and make disciples all authority all nations all things. Jesus said, I want you to go. What these people couldn't understand is is probably this part where we where we look at being a disciple of all nations. These folks were in Jerusalem. They were gathered around Jerusalem. That was probably maybe a little bit further than Jerusalem in Israel, maybe some outstanding areas. That may be the extent of where they thought they could go. That's probably all they were able to see. But Jesus always has a bigger picture in mind for our lives. He sees further than you and I. That should elicit greater trust and dependence upon him, his word, his Holy Spirit, his church, his teaching. It should lead us to trust him more and in greater lengths and depths in our life. And so here when Jesus is giving them this call, this command to go. Oh, he sees further than they can. I promise you today, there are people in and around your life that can see further than you can. Jesus can see further than you can. He told, he told these same people in the book of Acts in the beginning at this same moment, he said, he said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power to be my witnesses so that you can go and you'll be my witnesses in Ju- Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, And to the ends of the world. Today, you may not be able to see to the ends of the world. That's okay. Today, you may not be able to see another state. That's okay. Today, you may not be able to see another county, another city, another community, another subdivision, another house. Today, you may just be able to see in the mirror. You may be able to see down the hall into another bedroom where a child is. Today, you may just be able to focus on your house. And I want you to know what? That's okay. That's okay, because God is issuing a call, a commission for you and me as followers of Jesus to go. And this is what going means. Going means crossing boundaries. It means crossing boundaries in order to make disciples. We want you to go. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you've said yes to his grace, then what boundaries exist in your life that you need to cross? There are boundaries that I don't need to cross. As a follower of Christ, as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a leader, there are boundaries that I don't need to cross. But on the same in, in the same vein, there are boundaries that I want God to expand and enlarge in my life. And so the deeper my faith and trust and action goes in, 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 in him, the greater God expands my boundaries. The prayer of Jabez, he prays in the Old Testament. Oh, God, that you would bless me indeed, that you would enlarge my coast, expand my horizons or my boundaries. He's asking God to do that and God answers him and does that very thing. When you expand boundaries and horizons, that's difficult. That's not always easy to do, but going means doing that very thing. And so everybody's got a step, what's yours? I mean, maybe you just watch online. Well, how about taking it from watching online to coming to church? being a part of the body of Christ here at Redstone or at Commerce or or somewhere else and then not just taking that step to go but taking your faith further. Maybe you've made a decision to follow Christ and you need to know what to do next. I would say come to church. I would say get baptized. I would say get involved in the ministries of the church because that's how I know how it grows. That's how it grows and that's how we grow. It's the same thing that I've done almost most of my life since I was about 19 years old. I made a decision to follow Christ when I was 12 and it lay dormant in my life for seven years For seven years, I tried to be good. I tried to be great. I tried to help people. I tried to be a good person. But it wasn't until I came and got involved in the church, Pretty Girl Evangelism, by the way, the lady who is my wife today invited me, and then God began to work in my life. I began to read his word. I began to pray. I began to take steps of faith and give and serve. And God began to expand my boundaries. It means going across the street, going to dinner, going into the inner city, going beyond your comfort zone to make the gospel accessible to the lost. Jesus said, go therefore. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Then he says this. He says, disciples go and disciples invite. Now I gotta break down the word invite for you because of what the passage says and this is what he says. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why, why use the word invite? I originally used the word baptize, but generally when we see the word baptize, we'll associate it with people like me. And what Jesus was issuing to these people was a a commission. I even hate to use the word command, even though that's what it was, but it was a commission. It was a a command with a mission. It was a command with a purpose. It was a command with a promise that he would go with them. And when he says to go into all the nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, what is he saying? It is a call from Jesus to his followers to evangelize, to go and invite people to become followers of Jesus. It's very difficult to do. It's very intimidating to do. It's very difficult for people today in the world in which we live to take steps to grow their faith. For whatever reason. You can sit in this room. We can preach. We can ask you at the end of the service to bow your head and close your eyes. We can ask people to pray and, 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 and open the door of their life and receive Christ. But that's so many times is where it stops. So many times where it stops, when you, when you ask people to come and join you in a journey of reading God's word. Today's January the 1st. Make a commitment today to begin reading the Bible. Where should I start? Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Begin right there. You can download the version app, the Bible app, and on there are thousands of reading plans that you can read and make the Bible a part of your daily life. You can set prompts to help you. There are prayer apps that you can use. There are community small group apps that you can be a part of. There are so many things that are at the touch of a button for us in our life that can help us, resources beyond anything you can imagine. But why don't we do anything? Why don't we do this? I could go from person to person in our room on Sunday and ask if I could get one-on-one time. And I could ask them, man, what would it take for you? What's an, a, a barrier to growing your faith? They'll say time. They'll say sin. They'll say fear. They'll say, they'll say doubt. They'll say all kinds of things. People, people will pray. People will even come to church. But when it comes to being seen, to being evident, to taking public steps to grow your faith, and people shy away from that for so many reasons. I think, but the one who gave his life for you wants you to take steps to grow your faith so that he can live more fully inside of you. See, You and I cannot water down this message. Invite. It's more than inviting people to church. This is inviting people into a journey with Jesus. People say, man, I don't don't know the Bible well enough to share that. You don't have to. John 3, 16, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. You know how you came, became a follower of Jesus. Now, ask God to open doors of opportunities for you to share that with others. Start in your own house, start with your spouse, start with your kids, start with your parents. Sometimes that's more difficult. Start with your best friend, start with your coworkers, start with a stranger that doesn't even know you. And it doesn't miss it. It's just those kind of opportunities that we don't look for we get so caught up and this is me included in the bubble of our life that we miss the opportunities and therefore we water down the message of Jesus when we do this is what happens we are denying people access to a real transforming relationship with the almighty god jesus said disciples go they invite and then they live they live They live out the teachings of Jesus. Look at what he said. He said, go therefore. Go therefore into all the world. And I want you to to preach the gospel. I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. The word teach is synonymous with the word live because how do we teach what we don't live? Living is teaching, teaching is living. It's all geared around the word obedience. Jesus said, I want you to teach people to obey And when you teach them to obey, they see obedience from you. They they get the aroma of Jesus from your life. They see how you respond to others. They see how you react in problems. They see how you deal with difficulty. They see you. And therefore, they see Christ either in you or not in you. Here, Jesus says, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And I love this part. And remember, don't ever forget. He said, I am with you always. Not sometimes, not maybe, not in good days. He said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He said, all authority. He said, all nations. He said, all things. Jesus has been given all authority in any place you find yourself on this planet to do anything that he has asked you or anything that you have to face in life. Jesus said, I will be with you. He said, I'm there. Here's what we see. Teaching leads to learning. And learning leads to living, and living leads to transformation. I think about 2023 and the launch of a brand new year. It's a place today to invite you to join us. Be a part of what God's doing here at our church. Go to your app store. Find Southside Church, the app, and download it. Go into weekends, services, find the reading plan that we're reading this month. Read it with us. It's the gospel of Luke. Begin today in Luke chapter 1 or begin reading in Genesis chapter 1. Just start somewhere. Make a decision to say, you know what? Next Sunday, I'm coming to church. And don't just make coming to church a priority. Make being a part of the church priority. Being involved in a small group, getting involved on a Wednesday night, allowing your kids to be a part of what God is doing because I want, my desire in 2023 is to be a year where we follow Jesus. A year of follow me follow Jesus. Jesus said, come and follow me. Let's make 2023 a year of great growth, great discipleship, great boundary increasing moments where we commit our life to the one who gave his life for us. And this community, this area, this state, this nation, this world will never be the same again. I'll promise you this. Jesus isn't looking for cheerleaders. He's seeking men and women who will follow him whatever the cost. He said, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately, they left their nets, and they followed Jesus. You see, sometimes in order to be a disciple, sometimes you just got to make a decision to go for it. So where today in your life... And you go for it take a step take a series of steps and let the god of heaven the savior of the world and the holy spirit of god transform your life today if you want to begin a journey with jesus take the step to pray and ask him to be your savior and make a decision today to take the next step of action to grow that faith You want to begin 2023 the right way? Pray with me right now. Say these words with me. Father God, I believe in you. And I believe you sent your only son to be my savior. Say to Jesus, Jesus, forgive me for my sin by your grace. Restore me to you. Say, Jesus, be the savior and Lord of my life. I am ready to follow you. And I say yes to you today. Amen. What's the next step you can take? If you prayed with me today, drop a note in the comment feed. Let us know. Go to our app. Download it. Let us know. Send us a message. I made a decision to follow Jesus. Let us help you. Come to church next Sunday. Let's take another step of faith. Let's be baptized. Let's be a part of the church. Let's follow Jesus in 2023 see what God does with your commitment. Have a great start to the new year. See you real soon. If you made that decision today to say, yes, I do want to choose Jesus. I do want to acknowledge him as my personal Lord and Savior. Congratulations. We could not be more excited for you, and we want to help you in that process and answer any questions that you might have and provide you resources. To do that, simply text JESUS, that's J-E-S-U-S, to 706-449-0870, and one of our pastors on staff will be in touch with you because we want to help you as you walk out your faith. If you thought, you know what, I would like to contribute to all that God is doing in and through Southside. I would like to partner with them. You can do that in three simple ways. First, you can text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 706-449-0870. Secondly, you can do it on the Southside app in the GIVE tab. Lastly, southside.online. You can do it through the GIVE section on our website. Thank you so much for being here with us today, and we hope you have a great rest of your week.